Hello, podcast land. Welcome to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Ray, and I am joined in the studio by Zoltan, the podcast bird. He's over across the room on his play stand having some spray millet and kind of getting away from the flock a little bit. I did have Bug down here. He was helping me with the sound check. He was hanging out for a little bit and kind of getting used to the digs. And um, yeah, it's been a really great day. I've been playing with the birds. I've been doing some graphic work online and things are shaping up. Wanted to just drop a bug in your ear, (laughs) no pun intended, totally intended. I was able to get a little bit updated on the podcast website, voiceoftheparrot.show, and there is a link on the top of the homepage. I think it says follow, and if you click that, it does a drop down. It has a pretty good handful of some of the more popular podcast apps out there. So if they are something that resonate with you, it's a quick link and it'll take you straight to my feed on those links. And also I have all of these social media links up and functional on there. I've also got some of the SEO search tags a little bit caught up on a few of the episodes. So it's kind of a matter of going in and doing the data entry and making sure everything's set up right. Kind of crazy. Now, on that same note, on the headquarters website, which is voiceoftheparrot.com, at the top of the homepage, I've got a link to the podcast website. But if you scroll just down on that home site page, I have an embedded player right on the headquarters page. So you can listen from either of those two websites easy enough. I don't have any of the podcast links, I don't think, on the headquarters website. So it's just an embedded player with a link back over to voiceoftheparrot.show at the top of that page. I haven't done a whole lot on the websites. I apologize. I get spread so thin that I just don't have the time to work on stuff like I would like to. That's starting to change up. My schedule's changing up a little bit. I'll be able to slowly crank out a little bit more on the creative content as far as the website goes and the shops and everything I'm starting to offer with all of that. It's a very fun venture. I'm excited. And it sounds like, I don't know if you guys can hear him through the microphone setup, but Zoltan is over there chattering and chirping with the storm, so he's pretty happy about his being down here today. That's awesome. I love it when he gets all happy. Murray, on the other hand, is kind of disgruntled that I did not allow him down here. But, oh my gosh, he gets so enthusiastic because he thinks everything I'm doing is for fun. So he attacks what he thinks I'm playing with. He follows suit, and that's how his head works. And, oh my gosh, I can't afford that. Now, speaking on the uh, destruction factor this weekend, I put a couple new toys out for everybody in the bird room on their play stand. And it literally took me about 35 minutes to clean that room last night because they went so crazy, shredding things and tearing things up and scattering all of the remnants everywhere. Holy cow, it was insane. They had fun. You got to do that. You got to give them toys and keep them happy and keep their heads busy and their little beaks busy. And the bigger the bird, the more destructive the bird. So you want to make sure that you have adequate toys for them. I'm starting to work with some connections on really good toy prices and some food prices. So stay tuned for that in the near future. 
Now, let's just kind of move right into the main content of this week's episode. I always approach stuff with kind of a upbeat attitude. This is more of a somber attitude, but a couple of things hit me square between the eyes the past week, and I felt that it was worth kind of eh, bringing it into the podcast a little bit to make a couple very valid points. And sometimes it just feels like the universe is trying to tell me something with this podcast because not only did two personal events occur, but the content of this week's episode was reinforced by a lot of stuff that just started coming up on my news feed on this topic. So anyway, let's just jump right in. There is this weird thing about us human beings living with birds. It seems like a lot of us, when we're actually ready to settle down with a bird, we are a little bit later in life. And the birds that really suit us or appeal to us are going to be larger and therefore longer lived. And they are a very, very big commitment. And even if you are a younger individual getting a bird, no matter what your circumstances are, please understand these birds will bond with you and they will love you and they are highly intelligent. They're very complex and it's very, 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 very hard on them to go from one owner to the next owner to the next owner and uh, hit the shelters and stuff. They start really losing trust and it throws them off really bad and they don't understand why the person they were so bonded with is no longer in their life and just dumped them with another human. Now they got to learn everything all over again with another human being. So like I've said all along, I want to try to encourage people to make decisions that will ultimately keep birds out of the sanctuaries and out of the shelters, all that good stuff. They will end up there for various reasons. But one reason that they end up there is because they outlive their owners. And how this came up was I was made aware of a friend who lost his life very recently, and nobody really knows what happened. So he did not keep pets, but he was an animal lover to a degree I can't even begin to describe. He was in the science community. He did a lot of research out in the field with animals in the desert, and everyone who met him loved him. He was very likable. He, he touched everybody's heart. I knew this individual since he was a teenager. And I watched him go from being an enthusiastic teen into a very well-respected professional in his field of work. And it's very unfortunate. He was very young. He was only 36. So there is a whole bunch of us that have known him all through the years, and we just don't know what happened, and we are stunned, and it's just kind of rocked our heads. We can't really wrap our minds around it. So I was talking to a very close mutual friend, and he had seen this person very recently, and so we were just talking about it, and we hadn't caught up in a very long time, so we're catching up, and chatting it out for quite a while. And in the middle of it all, it comes up that he had lost his mother recently. So a little bit different species of animal, but his mom had a couple of elderly dogs. And now this friend and his siblings are having issues with trying to find the right home for the dogs. And they want to make sure they go into the right hands, but everyone lives in different states and they're kind of becoming a problem and they don't want to just 
drop these animals off at a shelter because they were very pampered and uh, you know how that goes. You get you get where I'm going with this. So the whole point is, as I've been talking and having these conversations, all of a sudden a whole bunch of like bird articles would come up and a couple of dog articles and uh, just stuff would come up about shelters and how animals end up there when their owners die. And I've seen this in recent years a number of times that I felt like maybe it was just time to discuss it. So really what I want to encourage everybody to do out there with your birds is keep a little journal. Get yourself a little notebook or a journal of some sort and start writing down various things. Talk about how you got the bird, how old it is, anything you know about the origins if you adopted it, its birthday, if you got it as a young bird, as a little tiny baby, whatever the case is, the brand of food it eats, combinations of food, favorite vegetables, way that you prepare the vegetables, favorite toys, log all of the vet visits, wellness checks, any kind of health issues, likes, dislikes, things that freak it out, things you've taught it, words that it responds to, basic routine, everything that pertains to that bird's life. Keep a journal. And then talk to your friends and family, people that you know are bird savvy, and start getting a plan together. If you've written a will for yourself, make sure that you update it with provisions for your animals. Even if it's not a bird, make sure that your dogs or your cats or whatever kind of animals you keep are taken care of and go to the right person. Because what could happen, and I have seen this happen, is a family member that is grieving and in shock from losing them is going to just start dispersing things. And things like pets can be well-meaning and just be put on Craigslist or something like that, and they may not know what they're doing. They could very easily end up in the wrong hands in a lot of bad ways. You don't want that. So make sure that you have definite instructions in your will or get going on a will, update your will, and start thinking about this for your animals, your birds especially. And if you are like me, I'm 56 years old. Oh my gosh, I would love a larger sized bird one day. But I know that this point in my life, I would be best to go work with the shelter, have them kind of match me up with something that's a good fit for me, and I could meet the bird and work with them and uh, get something that's a little bit older that needs a home. It would not make a shred of sense in my point in my life to get a larger bird as a little baby or as a very young individual, especially one of those that lives, you know, 40, 50 years. It, it would more than likely outlive me, and then it would have to absolutely deal with the grief and shock and upheaval of being put in a new home. I do think there's some value in making sure the bird likes the person that it's going to go to and make sure it's a person in your life, a family member, whatever. Now, if you are someone like me and it's your second half of your life going on, but you've got children that are, you know, getting older, they're very into the birds, they've been exposed to them maybe all their lives, or you guys have gotten them as a family, whatever your case is, and you know that they are enthusiastic about being their caregivers 
after your time comes, that's a great option. Then it's a family endeavor, right? And the birds stay in the same family in the same flock, so to speak. But it is a very real thing, and you do need to think about it. And here again, it's not just your birds. It needs to be your dogs, your cats, your animals. But back to the bird topic, if you've got birds especially that are very, very, very bonded to you to the point they don't really interact with other people well, they're a one-person bird in particular, make sure that you've got a good plan in place for that creature. And here again, a journal, a logbook, something that can accompany that bird with all of its preferences and its history everything that you can put into that document or book or journal, notebook, whatever it is, and that can travel with the bird to its next owner. And it will probably help set that animal up for success. So absolutely think about that. And, you know, the problem is real. I have seen this happen a number of times already in my lifetime. And the more I travel forward, through this thing called life, unfortunately, the more I will be seeing it because that's what happens, you know, Uh, especially at my age, you just start seeing people go and it's perplexing. But it's it's things like when they have some of their affairs already kind of lined up in order, a will in place and and a game plan for those that they leave behind. It makes things so much easier for all involved, especially those little fuzzy and feathery creatures that really, really, really love you. They just, they won't understand the situation. So make it as easy on them as possible. And trust me when I say they do bond with you and they do love you very, very much. So there is a lot of value in that. I think I'll just conclude that topic with one last thought. Part of the reason I think I felt so firmly about making this particular episode is also look at the time of year it is. We are headed into party season. So we've got Halloween coming up and then of course there's the holidays. There's going to be all kinds of holiday parties of all kinds going on. We've got Thanksgiving here in the United States and then we've got Christmas. Lots of people all over the place celebrate some kind of holiday season this time of year on forward for the next couple months and then of course new year's is a big one and there's a lot of alcohol going on so make sure that you have safe transportation don't drink and drive and take that into consideration when you go out be safe and remember there is a little life back at home or maybe multiple little lives back at home that will be distraught and miss you and not understand why you never came home. So make sure that you play it safe. Go have fun this holiday season. But hey, take a taxi or get a designated driver, all right? Or sleep on someone's couch if you've had too much to drink. It's okay. Whatever you need to do, just make sure that you get back home safe and sound for all of those in your life who love you. And that would be not just your feathered friends and your furry friends, but your human relations also. Don't forget, you are special to many, even if you don't realize it. So make sure that you take good care of yourself, get a few things in place, and have a good plan B. Start thinking about that, everybody. And I know it's not really the most fun thing to think about, but it's one of the best things that you can do 
for all of those that you care about who are in your life, okay? And it, it really doesn't take that much time or effort to get a game plan in place, get your will updated, get a will out there, and make sure that a trusted member of your family is in charge of carrying out your wishes also. I have seen a lot of oopses out there over the years with that. Make sure that the person who is going to carry out your wishes is a very trusted individual with everyone else's best interest at heart, okay? And uh, with that said, oh my gosh, here again. We will see you next week. It will be a lot of fun, and it will be a Halloween extravaganza. Be safe, go play with your birds, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 